bunch of kids in out there, man, we'll start a Bible quizzing team. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord, huh? Oh, yeah. Amen. Praise God. Good stuff. Amen. So, we've been talking about for the past uh, several or past few messages. We're going to continue right on with it. Amen. Uh, Those? Yes, they are now. Thank you, brother. Um, But as as we approach the moving time of the church, we are going to continue to talk about... Uh, a place to belong. There's no place like home. We've been talking somewhat about it for the past several messages, and we're going to continue tonight. Amen. We are connected to the body, therefore we must be very careful. How many of you know you've got to be careful what you put in your body? Amen. Yeah, and... and uh, you know, I mean, not only can it be detrimental to you, but some things you put in your body can kill you. And so if we're not careful, we can allow something into the body that could kill us. Isn't that right? So if it's important that we... How many of you know the Lord used many things like that in parables to uh, uh, everyday things to show us uh, a likeness of the kingdom of God? He said the kingdom of God is like, and then he would say things that pertain to this everyday life we live in. Well, it's the same way with this. The body of Christ is 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 the same in many ways to the human body. Amen. So we have to be careful to treat the body of Christ even better than we would treat the human body. We don't eat poison. Why should we then allow poison into the house of God? Amen. So, as we know that the church is a body, it's not a building. It is an organism, not an organization. That's a mistake a lot of people make is the organization becomes bigger than the organism. It's a very dangerous place to be. When you become UPC ahead of being Jesus' name, baptism... When you're called by UPC rather than called by the name of Jesus, you're in trouble. And there's a lot of people that, and, and don't get me wrong, man, I'll tell you what, the UPC, I, I'm, I'm firmly with the UPC in many things. There's some things I have against them, against some of the things that they teach. Uh, I'm against the fact that they've changed from the King James Bible now. They're preaching out of the... NIV and all kind of Bibles, and they even sell them in their websites and things like that. I'm just not a... Well, they allow allow that in in, to preach to women, but I don't know if... I don't know. Anyway, just some of the things where they're letting some things slip, and I disagree with that. But... Anyway, for the most part, their doctrine is, is absolutely sound. And I, I, I pray that they always hold on to that. Don't let anything slip further than they already have. And hopefully they'll correct some of the things that they're allowing to slip. But <clears throat> nevertheless, we have, to, we have to be very mindful of everything we hear and everything we teach. And we have to uh, uh, be very mindful of those, of those things we allow into the church. 
Amen. Of course, we want to reach souls, but we have to be very careful what we allow in. However, we need to also be very careful to always consider ourselves as, yes, we're Pentecostal, but let me, let me just ask you some questions tonight. Brother David, are you Pentecostal? What makes you Pentecostal? What makes us Pentecostal is we have that Pentecostal experience that they had on the day of Pentecost, the day the church was born. That's what makes us Pentecostal. Amen. What makes us apostolic? We follow the apostolic doctrine. We do it like the apostles. That's what makes us apostolic. We're like the apostles. So that makes us apostolic. Did you know you're the church of Christ? Did you know that? What makes you the church of Christ? Because you're the church, we're the church. We serve Christ, therefore we're the church of Christ. Do you know you're the church of God? We're the church, we serve God, therefore you're the church of God. Did you know I'm Jehovah's Witness? I am. I am. I'm Jehovah's Witness. How you doing? I'm Jehovah's Witness. Shake my hand, brother. It's okay, you can shake my hand. Praise God, because I serve the Lord God, Jehovah, and I witness for Him every chance I get. That's what makes me a Jehovah's Witness. Not because some crazy organization decided to tell me I'm a Jehovah's Witness. The Word of God tells me I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Amen. When I line up with the Word of God, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Amen. See, man's took that stuff and made and made and put walls up with it. See? Man's taken things like that and said, hey, we're the Harley Club. Now, I see uh, uh, you can ride with us, but I see you're riding a Honda. Now, if you get rid of your Honda and you get you a Harley, why, you can ride with us because we're the Harley Club. See? Man's taken, taken those things and made organizations out of them. But the church of the living God ain't no organization. The church of the living God is an organism. And it's growing, amen, into a holy habitation for God. Amen. I don't need some man to tell me what I am. Praise God, I line up with the Bible, and the Bible tells me what I am. I'm all that, not because some man said I am, because the Word of God says I am. Praise God. Uh, uh, praise God. Baptist, praise the Lamb of God. Me too, brother. How you doing? Praise God, I'm a Baptist. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, man, praise God. You say, well, I want to. Me too. Praise God, I'm a Baptist. Really, when's the last one you baptized? Well, well now, nah, uh, nah, I never did baptize nobody. Well, now, I, I ain't no preacher. Well, I didn't say you said I didn't say you's a preacher, but now you did say you's Baptist. Yeah, yeah, I'm Baptist. Which lesson you baptized? Well, I ain't ever baptized nobody. Well, then, son, you ain't no Baptist. I now I say I'm a Baptist. Amen. Because I baptize lots of people. Praise God, and I'm gonna baptize a whole bunch more. That's what makes me a Baptist. Not because I go to a church and they give you a piece of paper that tells you you're a Baptist. Baptist means bapti come from the word baptismo. Which means to submerse. John the Baptist was John the Submerser. I'm a Baptist because I baptize people. See what I mean? But you see how man's perverted that stuff into some organization? 
I'm every one of those things. I am a Jehovah's Witness. I am. I am the church of Christ, the church of God. I ain't no Catholic. Yeah, I ain't a Mormon. I ain't Episcopal. I ain't Lutheran. That's man stuff. But I am the things that the Word of God says I am. And I'm not the things that the Word of God says I'm not. Amen. I believe that Bible, don't you? Praise God. I think a man ought to believe the Bible, don't you? I think a man and a woman ought to follow the Word of God, don't you? I don't care. I don't need some organization to tell me that they approve of me. I don't care whether they approve of me or not. As long as I'm making Jesus happy and I can feel the Holy Ghost rush through me as a rushing mighty wind, praise God, the same thing they had on the day of Pentecost that Jesus built the church, hallelujah, if I can feel that same rushing mighty wind come through me, praise God, hallelujah, that's all I need. I don't need some man to tell me, well, you all right. Well, praise God, thank you. The Lord's what the Lord told me. Hallelujah. And you know what? When I ain't all right, He tells me that too. (laughs) He never had no problem with that with me. God never had God walk around me with no kid gloves. You think I got a big foot. You think I go to stomping on some toes. You ought to see Jesus tap dance. He floats like a butterfly and stings like a bazooka. (laughs) Yeah, stings like an atom bomb. That's right, man. Now... We must be connected to the body. As we were talking about this morning, you've got to abide in the vine or you can't be fruitful. You will not bear fruit in and of yourself. No matter how good you ever get, the minute, the minute you start straying from that vine, the minute you let the Word of God start getting dim in you, the minute that light starts becoming dim in you, you're already dying. You're dying. Amen. You think cancer will get you quick. Buddy, you start severing yourself from the vine, you watch how quick you die in the Spirit. Don't you think for one minute that you'll never go back to where you came from. You better hold on to Jesus. You know how wicked you were before? You can't even imagine. Seven times worse. The Bible says that the devil walketh through dry places. He walketh through dry places. When the devil's gone out of a man, the Bible says he walketh through dry places. You know what he's looking for? He says he's looking for a place to rest, findeth none. Let me tell you what he's looking for. He's looking for the door back in to any place he's left before. He's walking to see if you have become a dry place. He's walking through dry places looking for an old hangout. Hear me tonight. He's looking for an old hangout. Oh, well, my goodness. I see that. My, that lock looks like, that door looks like it's just a little bit open right there. I think I'll go back in to my house. I used to live here. I think I'll ease back in there and I know just how to decorate it. Mm-hmm. And when he goes in, he says, okay, fellas, <laughs> come on, party's on. And the Bible says he taketh seven more with him, worse than himself. I can't even imagine being seven times worse than I was before. Dear God, help this world. You have to abide in that vine. 
You have to have a church for many, many reasons. But this is where you stay connected to the vine right here. This is the connection. This is the link right here. It's the order of God. You have to have a place to give. How many of you know that? Do you understand that? Do you understand you have to have a place to tithe? Do you understand that you cannot make heaven without tithing? You understand that? You can't. Because it's the order of God. Did you know that a little leaven leavens your whole lump? Amen. Did you know that's the only way you're ever going to get true, real increase? I'm not talking about big money. I'm talking about where you're going to get what you have is going to be pure and blessed by God. Listen, a person can go to church and sit on a pew, and they may not pay tithes. They can go out here and run a whorehouse, make plenty of money. They can go out here and run a gambling ring, make plenty of money. But that money's not a God, and that money will never, that money will never take them where they need to go. Amen. You have to have a place to tithe, to tithe, because how do you get? How do you get, church? You give. The Bible says give and it shall be given. Amen. That's the order of God. It ain't for you to go get. What you do is you give and God gives. You give, God gives. It's not, hey, I got to go get. That's the wrong. That's wrong. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Didn't say nothing about go get you some money. Go get you a job and work yourself to death and get you some money. People say, well, I got to work. I got to make a living. Yes, you do. But I got to work and it's going to take, it's going to get all off in my church time. I'm going to step on some feet right now. You better stop that. You better stop letting work get all in your way. If you give it to God first. Got a rocky world. Got a rocky world. When you make him more important than anything, when you make him, when you tell Jesus, you know what? I don't care if I even lose my job. If it ain't something that's going to be detrimental to the kingdom of God, it ain't important. You see, you'll set a precedent. You'll set a precedent, and God will, and God will bless you for it. Amen. You've got to have a place to tithe. When you tithe, you're giving God something to work with. Do you think you tithe because He needs your money? Brother, do you think He needs your money? Jesus got plenty of money, don't He? <laughs> the Bible says He owns a cattle of a thousand hills, don't He? I think God's got some money, don't He? Huh? You, you think God's worried about the economy? Do you think God's sitting up there going, Oh, dear me, because He's God, you know. Oh, dear me. Oh, dear me, what in the world am I going to do? Oh, what if what if we go bankrupt? Man, I'd have to pawn these streets of gold. Oh, man, start selling off foundations. God ain't worried. Ain't you bought with a price? Are you your own or are you not your own? The Bible says, no, you're not that you're not your own, but you're bought with a price. I've had somebody tell me one time, well, <laughs> I heard him uh, uh, tell uh, a fella tell her brother-in-law one time, I was telling him about he ought to be in the house of God. Quit missing church. I said, well, I wasn't feeling real good. I said, well, you should have come to church. God prayed for him. And he told told her brother-in-law, well, he's getting off my personal business now. (laughs) Personal business? I'm sorry. What part of bought with a price do you not get? You're not your own, 
but you're bought with a price, then then how you you ain't got no personal business. How you got personal business if you belong to Jesus? You ain't got no personal business. Listen, it ain't your decision whether you go work or not. Where you get off thinking that? What's the word of God say? Give me give me Hebrews ten twenty five, somebody. Come on, you already know it. As the manner, as his manner some is, and exhorting one another so much as you see the day approaching. Let me tell you something. You working, you working on the on Sundays, you working on the Sabbath instead of being in the house of God, it ain't up to you. That decision was already made. Your king declared this the Sabbath. This is the day we celebrate as the Sabbath. When he said, no man shall work. Now, let me tell you, there's a lot of people think that that's changed. They think that's all changed now. And they try to say, well... The Lord said that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Oh, now, now, man, it's not the... Really, is that right? You know, when God was talking about the very end, the very end of this, He said, times was going to get rough, buddy. You know what He said? You know what the Word of God says? The word, You know what the Lord said? The Lord said, pray. He said, you're going to flee. Flee to the mountains. He said, pray that your flight be not in the winter or on the Sabbath. So at the very end of it, the Sabbath is still going to be off limits. At the very end of it. I guess we're just going through some time right now where it don't matter. Listen, folks. We have to be careful. We have to be careful because... The Bible says, my people perish for what? Do you know what this place is? It's a house of knowledge. This is where we get knowledge. This is where you come and get what God wants you to know. Let the Spirit hear. what the, Let the ear, he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Do you know what? There are times when you have an ox in the ditch. I understand that. But you know what? I've often said, if there's a great once in a while that you have an ox in the ditch, that's one thing. But if you got an ox in the ditch every week, you got a ditch-prone ox, it's time to knock him in the head and make food out of him and get you another ox because you got a ditch-prone ox. What you've got is you've got a ditch, I mean, you've got an ox that's found a way to keep you home. What you've got is a devil that says, Hi, my name's Oxy, and I'm going to get in the ditch because you fixed the head to church. Do you know there's people that have relatives that want to come over on Thursdays about an hour for church? I've had people in the church through the years, lots of them, where people want to come and visit you. Instead of on Saturday, they want to have a party. No, no, they're going to make it Sunday because they don't give a flip about Sunday. And they don't want you to either. It's like homosexuals. It ain't enough that they want to be sickening and disgusting and, and, and do things that skunks and, and worms won't even do. They want you to like it and condone it. 
But you know what people do? They don't care enough about Sunday, so they ain't about to give up their Saturday. They don't care enough about the person that they're doing the party for so that they'll arrange it where everybody can come. But they'll just find that the, the, the consensus is majority rules and they'll find that 90% of your family could care less who God is. They make Him who they want Him to be. And so what they do is they just say, well, we'll make it on Sunday. Oh, well, I, I guess Sandy won't be coming. Instead of it being on them, which is what it is in the kingdom of heaven, God's looking down on them with flames of fire coming out of His eyes. They're looking at you with flames of fire coming out of their eyes because it's the devil looking through them at you. And the devil's talking to them and saying, see, she won't come because she's part of that cult. Sorry, folks, I'm right. I'm right. Oh, there's going to be times when you're going to be dancing streets of gold, sister. And I believe they're going to be able to look and see you dancing streets of gold. And I believe they're going to know that it was those things right there that got them in trouble if they don't make it. But do you know how they do that? They set that stuff up just like that. And they expect you to conform to what they want. They do it on purpose. They ain't about to give up something they want to do. They want their Saturday. They ain't going to give up their Saturday. No way. We can just give it up. We can just do it on Sunday. Always. Oh, we're so happy for you. Right. <laughs> it's the exact pattern. That's the exact pattern. They see you getting out of being blowed up. They want that part. But then when they realize what it takes to get it and maintain it. No, I got what I need now. I don't need all that now. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be. He said, suppose ye that I have come to bring peace on earth? Nay, but a sword. Amen. How many of you have seen that sword in your own family? <laughs> what does that song say? Uh, what a change, what a change. He says, uh, I'm glad about it. How many of you are glad about it? Amen. Hey, Amen. Listen, hey. Huh? Oh, no way, man. Oh, no way. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love my family. But Goodbye. Either get in or goodbye. You ain't going to move me. You ain't changing me. Oh, no. You know, Sister Tara was talking this morning about giving that makeup up, Sister <clears throat> Erica, too. I saw you when I first met you. Do you know how much more beautiful you are now? I mean, you're get a gun beautiful compared to what you was. Amen. 
There's just no difference. That means no comparison. No comparison. Sister Erica, same way. Every one of you. All you women. Praise God. That mess, you don't need that mess, man. Look what God did. There's a, let me tell you something. God put something on you. You can't buy it, Maybelline. Huh. You ain't going to buy it at, at uh, Merle Norman. I can tell you right now, there ain't nothing man-made going to put on you what you got on right now, sister. It's a radiance of God. Praise the Lord. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. Praise God that you can that you can buy man-made that'll put on you what these ladies got on them. Praise God. Sister Brenda, see her on that some of those pictures up there, man. She just shines like a like a diamond, man. I mean just the just just the glory of God in her face. Praise God. I mean you just you just see that in the people of God. You can't buy that. <clears throat> they know man made nothing can do that. You don't. That's right. Absolutely. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's so thick. Yeah, I know. I know lots of people like that. It's sad. I know. Trying to keep up with the Kardashians. You just can't. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Trying to keep up with the with the world, you know. Trying to convince women that you're not beautiful. You're going to be a dog. And, you know, how, oh, you've got to be beautiful. And you've got to paint your face and all that. You're hanging around them type of people. They don't want you but one for one thing anyway. Once they get that, you're done. You're, you're gone. They don't want nothing to do with you no more. What, are you going, what, do you, what do you want with a man like that? They don't want you. Once they've had you, you're just old hack. You're, you're old news. They don't want nothing. They don't want you. It's so sad, but that's the way it is. Oh man, you know what? I tell you what. When you put something modest on, when you put something like that on, yeah, you're going to turn some heads of all types. But you, I tell you what, you'll turn more of the right heads that way. Amen. And who knows? You, you might even bring out some some. Traits in people that they hadn't even seen in a long time. Uh, just, it's just things were so much better years ago. So much better. But man, the world's convinced them that that it was terrible. It was terrible stuff. Amen. When you cut a member from the body, it stays off. It'll die. It cannot live. It's not attached to the body. God put us in the church. There's power in the church of the living God. Brother Edward, give me Matthew 16, 18. Sister Sharon, would you give me Acts 1 and 8? Sister Erica, Luke 10, 17 through 19. Sister Tara, Ephesians 5, 25. Sister Brenda, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Sister Sandra, 2 Corinthians 11, 2. Sister Terry, did I give you one yet? Okay, I want 27 also, uh, through 27. Okay, go ahead. Who's got the first one? Oh, come on with 
And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's right. Come on. Come on, read further. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whosoever thou shalt bind whatsoever. on oh, sorry, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So you see where it has power. See that? Come on. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. The gates of hell ain't going to prevail against the church that the Lord builds. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, there's power in the church. Come on, Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power. After this, the Holy Ghost. After that, the Holy Ghost. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Okay, Luke 10, 17 through 19. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, Rejoice not. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Mm -hmm. Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Oh, yes. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. See that? He's giving you power. There's power in the church. There's power in this move. Amen. Power over all the power of the enemy. Power to tread on serpents. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Who's got Ephesians 5, 25 through 27? Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present... It to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Man, there's a hundred sermons in that. Man, that he might cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Now, just close your eyes and think about that. Read that again, Sister uh, Sister Tara, that part right there. Listen carefully to this word. Listen to what the Spirit's saying to the church. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. Go back a little bit. Husbands, yes. love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. Love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. Come on. And gave himself for it. Gave himself for it. What did he do right there? What did he do right there, Sister Brenda? He died for the church. That's right. He gave himself for it. He didn't give himself for the world. He gave himself for his church. Okay? Now, come on. He gave himself for it just like, just like a bride because that's his bride. The bride is the what? The church is the bride. Come on. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. That he might sanctify and cleanse what? The church. The church. Sanctify and cleanse it. What? His wife, which is the church. Okay? With the washing of water. With the washing, okay, that he might sanctify and cleanse his church, his bride, making her the church, with the washing of water. By his word. Look at what it says. By the word. By the word, okay. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. With the washing of water. 
by the Word. The Word of God, which is what hung on that cross. The blood was shed from the Word, which was Jesus. Amen. There are three that bear record in heaven. First John 5, 7. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Over in John 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. With the washing of water, He might sanctify His church. He might cleanse His church. With the washing of water, the waters of baptism, arise, wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Praise God. He might wash away the, uh, uh, He might wash it with water by the Word. See? By the Word. When you go down in that water, you are washed by the word. And he that believed, after that ye believed the word of truth, which is the gospel of our salvation, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. That also happens in baptism. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children, all that are far off. Amen. Holy Spirit of promise. See how all that word ties together? Amen. That's how you become a walking Bible. It all ties together. It's, it's just a web of, of word. Praise God. Okay. Come on, sis. Okay. Okay. Who's got the next one? Second uh, Corinthians eleven two. Come on with it. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Ooh, uh-oh. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Mm, how's he going to do that? Baptism. That's how he takes a church. He trained up a church. He said, this is how the church is. This is what the Word of God says. This is how it he says, I've espoused you, which means I have... I have uh, over in that land over there, they espouse someone, amen. Uh, that that means they have they promise you and uh, your hand in marriage. And and after he espoused them, he took he took these and baptized, and they were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's when they became a chaste virgin, amen. That's how they become a virgin. It all happens in a quick moment. What's the scripture that tells us all about that, Sister Erica? How do you become a virgin? After you've been a whore. Come on. No, okay, that happens right there, but come on, give me the right scripture, though. It happens in baptism, you're right. <laughs> if any man be... Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Very good. See how we hold one another up? Amen. Okay. The Bible says that we become a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things, all things, everything has become new. See? All new. All better. Praise God. So then the question is, how do you get in Christ? Be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Oh, come on, give me the real scripture. Don't be doing the shortcuts on me. Come on, Bible. 
That's the one we just read. How do you get in Christ? Come on. No. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Okay? All right, now, y'all all know that. It just hadn't hit y'all in a while. I had to stir up you but I had to stir up your minds by way of remembrance. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, that's, y'all know that. You know all these scriptures. Amen. But it's been a while since we've hit those scriptures. See how quick you forget? They're there. They're there. But see how quickly that you can lose. Yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. See what I mean? That's why I do this quiz and stuff sometimes. Amen. It helps us all. It helps me too. Okay. As many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Okay, now, okay, so uh, who's got Ephesians? No, we already did that. Okay, come on with it. Two are better than one. Two are better than one, come on. Because they they have a good reward for uh, their labor. labor. Yep. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. See that? Listen, this, here's one of the main reasons that you need to be yoked up with the body. Man, you listen, you don't want to be at woe unto them who are alone when they fall. Come on with it, sister. Come on down through there. Woe to him that is alone when he falls. See that? How many of you have ever got down in your life? Woo, I mean to tell you, buddy, I mean rock bottom, dirt, skid roll down. I'm talking about, uh, listen, how many of you, how many of you needed a hand up? In your life. Let me ask you a question. Where would you have been if there was no one there to pick you up? How many of you ever had to call on somebody and they bailed you out of a situation? Hmm. How many times, how many of you ever had to call on Jesus and there he was? Mm-hmm. The Bible says, woe unto him that is alone when he falleth. Oh, man. The Bible says, Forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, and exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. How many of you know we need to be yoked up more now than ever before? Oh, yeah. Come on, sis. Come on with it. For he has had not another to help him, to help him up. Mm-hmm. Again... again if two lie together, they have heat. then they... They have heat. Sir? They have heat. They said again... If two lie if together. If two lie together... They have heat. Then they have heat. Right, yeah. But how can one be one alone? <laughs> right. See that? Amen. How many of you ever laid beside somebody, whether it be a kid or anybody, and all of a sudden, man... Whew, man, I mean, like somebody turned the heater on. Yeah, all except for my wife's feet, because that does not happen. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a woman thing there, brother. They're born with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Okay, come on, sis. Is that the end of it? If one 
two shall withstand him. And three-fold cord is broken. Amen. See that? That's 312 right there, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. That's another one of those benefits of being in the body. There are so many people out there right now that need this. Man, they need this. There's so many people out there right now. There's somebody sitting in a bar right now. Right now, sitting in a bar. With your head hung down, a drink in their hand. And they're thinking about how in the world they're going to make it. Where'd their life go wrong? There's a man sitting in the bar right now somewhere thinking about how he wish he had his wife back and his family back together. How he wished that he could have just put things back together. How he wished he'd gotten church and done things the right way like his mama told him he should have done. But he didn't do it. Now he's got no one and now he's... Now, the devil's convinced him it's too late. It's just too late. It's all over. Yeah. And you know, I know what he needs. I know what he needs. It ain't a woman that he needs. He needs the repairer of the breach. He needs the bridge builder. He needs the restorer. Mm-hmm. How many of you know God's in the restoration business? How many of you know God can restore? You ever heard somebody say a, that a, a leopard can't change his spots? Oh, yes, they can. You're looking at one. God can make a spotless leopard. I'm a rare breed. The ever-elusive spotless leopard. Every now and then a spot or two tries to reappear. God has to come wash that off of there. I had to bring out the sandblaster and a big old sander, start sanding. Yeah, because it'll try to come back sometimes. God can do it. You know that's why God picked us? We're the ones He's after. You know why that is, Brother David? I'm picking on you tonight. It is because he loves us. Why do you reckon he picked a bum like me, put me in a pulpit? Come on. Foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You know what he takes? He wants to take something that's nothing and show you he can make that into everything. I can make a healer out of that man. I don't need all your education. I don't need your genius. I can make the rocks cry out and praise me. You better get to praising me. I can take this guy over here, this guy right over here that you think's done, 
this alcoholic over here, this smoking alcoholic, low-life scumbag over here. I can take this guy over here, man, that you wouldn't let your dog play with. I can make a Holy Ghost devil stomping preacher out of that man. Watch me. I can anoint him and cause him to do great things in my name. And I can take all you geniuses that have educated yourself with your millions of dollars, all your fancy TV shows, and you can't heal a hangnail. And I can take that man and heal a woman that's on her deathbed, that's on the way to hell and and dying, and turn her into a devil-stomping, faith-believing woman of God. Hallelujah. You're just a bunch of misfits. Did you ever see the movie The Dirty Dozen? You ever see that movie, brother? You remember that movie? Man, you know, they had a job. It was a tough job they was going to be doing. Man, there wasn't nobody could do it. But you know what? He went and got the worst of the worst, murderous, killing maniacs, crazy people. Man, he made a lean, mean fighting machine. I tell you what, if I was going to be in a fight, that's the kind of guys I won't fight with me. And they got their freedom. Mm-hmm. They got the job done, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Amen. That's what God's talking about. Look who he picked. Look at Paul. What? Well, you can't use him, God. I'm sorry, excuse me, time out. Hold up, cut, cut. Cut. Okay, God, now we're going to have to have talk. Come on. Everybody just take five. Come on, God. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I thought for a minute when you said go talk to Paul, I could just hear Ananias. Oh, wait. Cut. Wait, wait. Cut. 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 Roll the tape back. Okay. Roll that back. Go pray for who? One, 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 who of who? Saul of Tarsus. That's what I thought you said. Wait a minute, God. Now listen. You've been in the sun too long. Take a little rest here. Here. Somebody give him some water. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I just never get that picture of that woman off my mind. Uh, uh, Are you sure? Yeah. A woman asking me if she wants me to bring her dooley over and pull my bus out of the mud. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Anyway. <laughs> I wonder if she ever gave her uh, husband back his pants. <clears throat> I don't know. But you know, this is, this proves it's God. You see what I mean? I can't be doing this. This proves there's a God. Me doing this proves there's really a God. Me preaching and doing this, me laying my hands on somebody and healing them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that proves there's a real God. And the God I'm serving is a real God. Amen. That proves He's real. Amen. That's all there is to it. Listen, if you take all these high-falutin, polished, uh, uh, man-made zillionaires and these doctors of theology and all that kind of stuff, they can they can get their selves glory. But when you take a bum like me and use me to do supernatural things, 
That shows there's a real God. Amen. Because that takes the power of God to do something like that with me. Amen. There ain't no other way. There ain't no other way. Amen. And you know what? And that is a testament to people that have known me in my life. They will look at that and say, there's got to be a God. They just look right at me and say, there has got to be a God. I have never believed it, buddy. There has got to be a God. No doubt, because there is no way that could have happened right there. I'm glad he did it that way. I'm glad that I can be an instrument for the Lord to show of his might and power and what God can do. Okay. First Peter two seventeen, uh, brother Terrence. Second, uh, uh, second, no. First Peter two, at the end of the book back there. First Peter two. Look at him go, man. He's going right at it. See that? Man, he's flipping down through there. He went right to it. Come on through there, brother. First Peter two, and verse seventeen. Yeah, microphone. But okay. First Peter two. 2 and 17. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Honor all men. Honor love, all men. Love the brotherhood. Okay, stop, hold on. Love the what? We boys in the hood. <laughs> Amen. You know what? We are the brotherhood. We are the brotherhood. Praise God. Love the brotherhood. Amen. I love this brotherhood. Amen. I love my brothers in the Lord. Amen. I got some good brothers. Come on, brother. Listen to what it says next. Come on. Fear God. Fear God. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Honor the king. Come on. That's it, isn't it? Love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the King. Amen. I'd say that's some pretty good advice, wouldn't you? Praise God. All these are things that take place in the kingdom of God. Brother David, give me Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Listen carefully. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. And grab that mic there right from uh, Brother uh, Terrence there, if you would, Brother David. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Right before Philippians, right between Galatians and, and the Philippians. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's a real short book. It's hard to find sometimes. Yeah. you got First and Second Corinthians, and you got Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19, brother. Yes, sir. Grab that mic there if you would. Get the mic there if you would. Okay, all right. Good deal. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, okay? But? But fellow citizens with the saints. But fellow citizens with the saints. And 
See that? And of the household of God. You ain't no more strangers and foreigners. But your fellow citizens with the saints. How many of you know the saints are the citizens? And we are of the household of God. What do you talk about in your household? You talk about your life. You talk about your household. You talk about things in your house. What do we talk about in this household? We talk about things in this life. We talk about things in this household. We talk about the business in this household. You know what? We're supposed to be about our father's business. It ain't got nothing to do with your business. What it's got to do with our father's business. Because Why? Because we ain't got no business. Our business is God's business. That's our business. He handles the rest of it. Our business is no longer about our business. Our business now, because we are no longer strangers and foreigners, now we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. You see what I mean? Once we signed on to this, once we're called by His name, brother... We ain't no longer strangers and foreigners. We ain't no longer on the outside looking in. We're on the inside, praise God, looking out. Now, we are fellow citizens with the saints. Our citizenship has changed. The Bible said that our citizenship is no longer in this world, but it's in heaven. See? That's where our citizenship is. It's in heaven. We are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We're not of this world. We're of the household of God. Amen. We don't belong to this world. We belong to God. We belong to God. And when we belong to God, our business is all about God. We, Our business is no... Listen, my business is no longer the construction business. My business is the kingdom of God, and He will give to my personal business to bless me so that I can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. But my business is not commercial construction. My business is building the kingdom of God. And He gives me, through my business, resources to add to uh, my preparedness. But that's all it is. It's just a means for Him to add to my increase. My real business is it's not my business at all. It's his business. That's my business. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. His righteousness. He'll take care of you. <laughs> my God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. So why should I worry about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, when by my faith I know, my God, by my faith, which is the belief in this Word of God, what the Word of God says, by my faith, what God said, what is, what is faith? Believe in what He said, when by my faith I know my God is more than enough, because the Bible says He is. Did you know the Bible's true? Mm-hmm. It's true, ain't it, brother? Every word of it. Amen. My God is more than enough. Yours is too, isn't he? Mm-hmm.
Praise God. Stand with me tonight. We'll get through this thing by the time we move, hopefully.